the first question goes to Ariel. I, <laughs> off the record, accidentally called you Ariel a few times because half the people you meet with the spelling of your name, it's Ariel, and half of them, it's Ariel. When did you decide to draw the line in the sand and go, it's Ariel, damn it? <laughs> I usually don't. I usually don't because um, I hate making people feel bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's Ariel. I love Thank making people feel bad. So <laughs> my name all the time. So not, not by this guy. This guy knows it's Esty. And Esty, how did you and Ariel connect the first time? Well, the first time we, well, I don't, I'd actually seen, I don't even know if you know this, Ariel, but I saw your work when you composed the music for my friend Nicole Delaney's short. Thirsty, yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I did knew that. Yeah. So Nicole's one of my best friends. Did you moderate I, a panel? And I moderated that. Yeah. Okay. So yes. a mutual um, appreciation society is what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think that we just both have really good taste in people that we want to collaborate with as well as friends. Because um, Nicole Delaney is up there. She is an amazing, amazing filmmaker, but also just an incredible human being. So we both had the honor and pleasure of working with her. There you go. I, something really cool about working with friends too. I find that collaborating with people that, you know, you have kind of a shorthand with is really nice. <laughs> um, and I, we de I, I definitely had that with a lot of the artists that I worked with on this project. Um, but yeah, yeah. and I, I work with my sister. So I'm, I'm just kind of used to, you know, working with people that I know pretty well. <laughs> a partridge family gone well. Well, yes. uh, <laughs> Ariel, uh, I'm, rather than asking how you first found about Esty, something that intrigues me about your credits is that you're able to work across all the streamers, a variety of networks. You're not just pigeonholed to only Nat Geo kind of stuff. So in your case, when did you realize, hey, I'm a composer for life as opposed to a musician? That's <laughs> um, funny. So. I mean, I think we'll always be both and SD does both too. And it's always like, where do you want to put your most of your time and energy? And I decided probably like 10 years ago that I loved the act of creating more than I did play, not more than I did playing, but I wanted to put a, a more of a focus and emphasis on that. Um, I just really like collaboration and I really like like sending things off to musicians and getting things back and being in the um on the stage and and recording and collaborating and so um for me I always loved a narrative aspect to the music um I like struggle a little bit more if there's no prompt uh which is why I very much um admire what you do SD big time because it's I you know, a lot of my inspiration does come from storytelling. I mean, uh, songwriting is storytelling, but I mean, a, a, a complementary medium, I suppose. Hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, but again, I don't think you ever are one or the other. It's just, you only have however many hours you're up during the day and where do you want to allocate that? Yeah. Well said. Uh, Esty, in your case, if I've done my research correctly, Made was your first thing to come out that you'd scored for outside of the band, but was that the first project you had been offered or had you turned down a few things before then? No, that was the first project I was ever offered. Um, and again, I think um, 
that I think had a lot to do with the pandemic. I think that, you know, before the pandemic, I was so laser focused on my band and songwriting and performing and touring. And then mm-hmm. all the that was kaput. And I had all this time at home, especially after, you know, it was, it was really hard releasing a record in the middle of a pandemic and then not being able to tour it and not really having that creative outlet because I truly, I love performing mm-hmm. more probably than anything other than songwriting, being in the studio and recording what I've written that gets a little complicated for me because I'm very, very hard on myself and my playing. Um, and with performing, it's like, you did the thing, it happened and that's it. You know, <laughs> this one time thing, if you fuck up, it's, it make, it's what makes, you know, the performance that much more spicy, you know? <laughs> spicy. Um, but um, yeah, I have, a, I have a, a really good friend named Brett Headbloom um, who called me and, and basically it was just like, I'm making this project and I don't know if the music is right yet. Would you mind watching the pilot and kind of giving me notes? And I was like, sure, I don't, nothing but time. And then I watched it, I gave him notes and then it kind of became, well, would you want, be willing to fix it? And that's kind of how we framed it. Like, would you fix the music? And I was like, sure, uh, but yes. But like, does that mean what I think it means? And he was like, yeah, would you ever consider you know, composing? And I just kind of said, yes. I think that in, at that point in my life, and I think since then, maybe my whole life actually, I tend to say yes, blindly. <laughs> I, the idea, I, I don't know. I think that like people that say yes have adventures. People that say no, play it safe. And people that say maybe spend their whole life saying maybe, you know, kind of like Hamlet, right? It, it, are those lyrics for the next album right there? Oh, <laughs> there <you go. laughs> well, I was I in the room, so I want a third of the publishing. But anyway, uh... I'll get the publishing. Um, I don't know. I think, um, yeah. So I, I, I've always had kind of a, an adventurous, you know, outlook on, on especially about music and, yeah. Um, yeah, to be able to be a composer, I think, was not really something that was on my 2020 bingo card, but um, I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm fully, I'm fully in it. Well, Ariel, when I talk to composers and there's a team or two or three people involved, you kind of learn that everyone has their specialties. So for example, this is the top line person. This is the orchestrator. How would you define what you do versus what Esty does? Yeah, so Esty and I had, um, we unfortunately we didn't really get to collaborate together which i hope that changes this yeah same um but um i did most of just the instrumental music in the show and sd uh did the amazing covers for the end credits um so we didn't work together collaboratively in that way um but for me in in my creative process for the show it's very small team i mean honestly it's just me for um, the writing and, and orchestration. And then I, we, you know, we were working on a, on a schedule where I would just send it out, you know, week by week and my musicians would send back their recordings. I would mix it in, print it, send it to stage. So it was a really, um, I mean, I like working that way. I have, I, I, I struggle sometimes of, um, imagining how to expand the team because I like having my fingers so much in everything like I really it means a lot to me to be able to um 
to orchestrate and mix and record. And, you know, I just really enjoy those things. And sometimes you don't have time to do them all. And that's when, that's when I get help. But um, yeah, so it's just like my hands were on everything on this one. Esty, when people come to see you live, they see you play more than bass. You play every instrument, whether or not you want to admit that you play every instrument. When you're composing, does it ever start on the bass? Um, it actually mostly starts on the drums. Um, I, yeah, I find that finding a rhythm and a BPM is really important, especially when you're trying to, you know, find the emotion and not tell people how to feel. <laughs> I think it's important to find a pace and a good one. So a lot of times it'll start with a BPM and, and a drum beat. Um, and then it kind of goes, it can kind of go, sometimes it's guitar, sometimes it's bass, sometimes it's piano. I mean, I find, I found with this project in particular, I was really heavily relying on strings. Mm -hmm. That was like, I, I really want, aside from the voice, I wanted there to be a lot of, you know, plucky strings and, and a lot, there's a lot of like slide and pedal steel. Mm -hmm. um, I found myself kind of gravitating towards that, those, you know, sonically. Um, but when I'm, when I'm actually, when I'm composing for TV film, when I'm making, I'm doing something to picture, yeah, I love percussion and rhythm. So, and I, I think that's kind of my, um, I love the bass. Bass is my first instrument, but I think um, I started playing drums when I was, my dad put me on the drums for the first time when I was two. So I've been playing, and we had like two drum sets in our living room. So I've been playing drums. Oh. Yeah, that's how my dad taught us. He would be on one set and then we would be on the other one. So your um, household to cut you off there sounds like the Van Halen household where Eddie <laughs> I mean, started off on drums and Alex was on guitar and they eventually flipped, but everyone uh, learned how to play everything. Yeah, I think that, the, I mean, my mom was a guitarist. So I learned guitar from my mom and bass and, uh, and drums from my dad. And then when I went to college, um, I was an ethnomusicology major. So my emphasis was uh, Brazilian carnival drumming. So I was drumming like it was like going to camp it wasn't like going to college um so wow. the very i mean when i think drums and drum and bass they they're very 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 much linked i think that you know they kind of go hand in hand but um yeah i think rhythm is something that's really important to me first and foremost i've heard that cindy lopper what her main contribution generally is is rhythm as opposed to the melody so you never know who are the rhythmically oriented people <laughs> Ariel, you, I see a cello behind you. Are you primarily composing on keyboard or MIDI style? So I was actually about to say, when Esty was talking too, it's like, it's very nice to start on different instruments every time because then you don't start like keep making the same choices, um, repeating yourself. And so it's a nice way to, um, to just get different ideas going. So on this score, um, I, I worked with a clarinetist, uh, cellist, violinist, trumpeter. Right. Um, and then I myself played violin, cello, and guitar, and percussion. And then there's electronics on it as well. Um, and so for these cues, 
uh, God, I would just start with different things all the time. But the thing, the thing, it's funny that you said, Esty, that you were drawn to the, um, like the pluckier aesthetic for the songs and, and me too with um, the score. Some of the, one of the first themes I wrote for Meep is, has a lot of pizzicato strings on it. Um, just like her, her energy and vivaciousness and, um, uh, you know, messiness and down to earthness. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's every, I, yeah. I never, I never try to approach, I actually consciously try not to approach cues in the same way, just so you don't, you don't keep making the same, you know, muscle cool. memory. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, one stupid question for each of you, and then I'll let you roam free and get off this call. And uh, actually, one of your credits is you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Yes. Did you have a theme to your bat mitzvah? Yeah. And my, <clears throat> uh, my bat mitzvah theme was roller girl. I don't know if my parents really knew what that meant. Boogie uh, nights. And the well, full circle nature of working with circle. I know, I know. I had my I had my bat mitzvah at a skate rink called Skateland in the Valley. Um, I'd seen Boogie Nights on like TBS, so I saw the highly edited version in like '98, and then my bat mitzvah was in '99. So, and again, I don't think my parents fully comprehended like what that meant when I was like, oh, I want a roller girl themed bat mitzvah. Um, but they let me do it and I had hot pants <laughs> and, you know, I, I crimped my hair. I had glitter all over my face. Like it was very, very true to the Heather Graham of it all. Um, I'm impressed. Yeah. I, like, I didn't even, I didn't go to the Bema. It was just really just a party. You know, I didn't like do the whole, the whole nine. I just had, I basically had a party to celebrate being 13. That was my vomit. <laughs> and I'm I'm dumbfounded by that answer. I thought you were going to say, "Yeah, basketball." I I really liked the Lakers when I was 13. Oh, I mean, I I love the Lakers. I love the Lake Show, but no, I you know, I think I just was infatu I was infatuated with PTA from his first movie. So I mean, it all make it all makes sense. It all and makes. When when I was on a, a Hollywood bus tour last week, where they do the celebrity homes, the first house they pointed out was PTA. So. That's what? how you know you're in company. Yeah, they 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 went here. This is Paul Thomas Anderson's house. So I think he's graduated a little bit. I if he knows that people are doing that. That's uh, that's it. that's interesting. Okay, okay. Well, you know now. Now you know. Fun fact. Fun fact. Well, uh, less creepiness here, Ariel. Are you okay. saying what project is next? What project is next? Um. I always get asked this and I'm in the stage of them where like, I can't say, um, but I have two series that I'm working on now that I'm really excited about and a feature film. Um, but in addition to a small light, a film of mine called Sanctuary is coming out soon, which I'm really excited about, as well as the album on, um, on Lakeshore. Which, which hopefully they'll put out on vinyl, am I right? Hopefully they'll put, yeah, as if many. We stayed as enough times, it has to come out on vinyl. So hopefully, yeah. Lakeshore yeah. slash Hollywood slash Disney puts it out on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. SD, yours. When's the full album out? I think. Well, the way that they're rolling it out is it's like every every episode once it airs. I think three days later, the song starting is on. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the till we meet again 
that Danielle did and Cheryl, the song that Kamasi Washington did, the Charlie Parker song, I think come out today. So it's okay. going to be, they're, they're giving us little, you know, little tidbits every week. Yeah. yeah. I, and then the full I, album. They're everything. I think, I mean, I'm so proud of it. Right. Yeah. Well, We'll and tag all that in the copy. So I really must thank you two for the many years of great music that both of you putting out into the world. Looking forward to whatever is next and just keep being both of you. Thank you. Thank you, you so it. much. Thank you. Speaking of finding <sighs> your latest project that I'm aware of is the last yeah. Destiny is All soundtrack. When did you actually work on that? Oh, we started working on that already, like uh, last year, and uh, and then we finished it this year. So, um, yeah, and basically, I mean, many of the tracks from there are uh, are cues that we've been working on throughout the whole creation of of the the, the series, the soundtrack right. for the series. So, yeah, it's been it's been a while actually, brewing the soundtrack. Well, I'm very curious about the process of this because sometimes when a composer and recording artist are working on a soundtrack, they have all the video of what they're working with. And other times they're just told, record cool stuff, give it to us, and they fit it in. Did you have yeah. any video or the visuals when you were working on the series? Yes, definitely. I mean, uh, we uh, we work to the picture all the time and... You know that our job is to, to you know, bring out the um, the emotion and the drama of the scenes. Mm -hmm. So it's very much working to um, to the picture in this case. Um, yeah. So you might be the first around. person seeing the show. Yeah, actually, wow. I've seen it like. I've seen it very much in bits and pieces because we, you know, I I might maybe get the scene sent over from John, who's the composer of the series, and he'd send me, you know, uh, a specific scene. It might be a, a battle, a big battle, or it might be a, a more emotional scene. And so I've seen like bits and pieces of it. So it was really nice to see the, the movie actually, which was just released because I can see it all in one, uh, one piece. <laughs> Got it. So this this is a compliment that I'm giving you, and it's intended to be a compliment. You have very distinct vocals, and no one sounds like you. So when Thank did you, you realize that that was a good thing? And I say that because when, you, when you're a kid and you have a different kind of voice, usually people go, mm, match pitch to sound like this. And then obviously when you're older, it's having a new skill set. When did you start to feel comfortable with sounding different from everybody else? Wow, that's a really good question. And I don't think I've ever gotten this question before in this oh. way, but um, <laughs> well, what can I say? I mean, I've, I've always been um, curious uh, about the human voice and I've always had like a, a desire to kind of uh, experiment a lot with, um, how to express myself with my voice and somehow just naturally it has developed to to what it does today um 
and I like the idea of not sounding like everyone else. But I was when I was a teenager, I remember I was trying to sound more like, you know, Celine Dion and <laughs> Mariah Carey and right. all these uh, song divas. And that is that's also um, a great thing to experiment with. But I think as you uh, as you grow yourself, you find your own uh, sound somehow. I guess that's the purpose for every singer to to not sound to sound like you I guess not yeah, like anyone I, else I compare what you do to somebody like Mike Patton from Faith No More and Mr. Bungle where if mm. he wants to sound tender or sing a ballad he can but if he just wants to growl and scream and scare you he can do that too so your voice is your instrument it's not just like hey do one vocal track and go away it's is it's maybe the most important instrument of the whole thing so that must have a lot of pressure for you well <clears throat> i haven't seen it as a pressure it's more been like a, like a, a free space for me to to move around and and to kind of uh you know just go crazy <laughs> so it's been really fun in that sense and like you say there's so much like in a for example a, a film there's so much emotion uh tension you can uh bring out with with your um, way of expressing your your voice so uh, so it's been really a fun free space for me to play play in um yeah well so destiny is all that soundtrack is the latest thing that we know from you but are you allowed to say what else that you're working on or that you have coming up well right now i am um, actually in my studio here in, in the faroe islands where i spend a lot of time mm -hmm. and i'm working on my new album actually and and i've been working on my next album now for uh, yeah for a year or so so now I'm trying to kind of finish it up and hopefully have it ready for early next year. So, uh, yeah, that fills the space in my head a lot these days, I guess. Yeah. Well, looking through your discography and what you work on, sometimes it's a video game soundtrack, sometimes it's a soundtrack, sometimes it's a collaboration, sometimes it's your career. In other words, you never know what's going to come next from you. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I've been... I, uh, I've been getting myself into a lot of, of uh, different adventures the past few years, I guess, and also working on video games. That was also something I never saw coming, um, but somehow I ended up <laughs> working on the God of War soundtrack uh, along with Bear McGreary as well. And it's all just been really, um, I do like having different projects uh, at the same time because it, it kind of, you know, inspires and, and opens up some some uh, some doors in your mind, in your creative brain, I think, when you work on different, different right. types of things. Yeah. And who's working on your solo album with you? Well, I'm working on the productions, like the pre-productions myself. And then um, I work with Tantor, uh, uh, who is also my husband, who is a producer and composer. And then I work with uh, my band, actually, here in the Faroe Islands. Um, yeah, and some string players and, you know, different people bring different elements, which I really like. 
Got it. Uh, I, I've had the pleasure of going to Denmark, but never the Faroe Islands. Is there much oh. music scene out there? Meaning, can you play a couple of shows or are you out there just to work and be quiet? Um, well, you can definitely play shows here, but it's a quite tiny place. <laughs> it's uh, the population is uh, like, um, yeah, uh, 50,000 people. So I guess you can't really go on a big tour here, but you can do a few shows. <laughs> you can do a few shows and I, I, I play maybe one show a year, something like that here. And but when I'm here, mostly I focus on writing. And, uh, you know, I live out in the countryside, so there's not much going on here around me. So it's good, a good place to focus on your, uh, your writing, I guess. I'd have to imagine before the pandemic, you had to travel everywhere to do interviews. And now being in the Faroe Islands, you could do everything through Zoom. So you're one of the <laughs> yes. people that Zoom made everything easier for as an artist. I guess so. Yeah, it's it's quite handy, actually, to be able to do it from your, your house and, and not have to travel anywhere well, for interviews. <laughs> That's a good, lucky you, I would say. Well, <laughs> lucky me, yes. <laughs> well, two quick questions and then I'll let you go. And the first question is, do you actually play video games or is it just, hey, you're on the soundtracks and that's a fun gig to have? That's a trick question. <laughs> no, it's not because some people outright go, hey, I don't like video games since Mario, but if you do, yeah. that's good. Oh, to be honest, I've never in my life played a video game. But um, I have two younger sisters who are uh, much, you know, more into this kind of thing. And, and I've watched them play video games. Yeah. And I'm like amazed. I'm like, oh, my God. Whoa. And it's crazy to, to hear your own voice in the video game and to see also how amazing amazingly beautifully made they are these video games such as god of war it's it's like a really um intense and emotional uh game that you can it's a whole world on its own which which blows my mind yeah it's higher budget than all the television we grew up watching and maybe most of the movies we grew up watching too you know yeah i heard <laughs> it's huge and uh, you know i was uh yeah, when I first got into it, I had no ideas on exactly like <clears throat> how it worked. But when I then, you know, saw the full game played, I was I was amazed how how uh, how it works. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and then my last question for you, I'm always curious about when people work in television and film, I find that the things that they work on are the exact opposite of what they watch or do for fun. So meaning comedians don't watch any comedy. That's what I find. <laughs> In your case, what do you watch on television when you can? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's actually quite correct because I mean, I'm I'm not someone who, who watches Viking series very much. I'm, I'm someone who likes, you know, Breaking Bad or, uh, uh, you know Fargo or you know those kinds of of, of movies um, and uh, and series um, I like Peaky Blinders and you know I don't know 
So I don't watch many Viking series, but I have watched The Last Kingdom because I make the music for it. <laughs> and oh, I do of course. Like it. I do like it. It kind of... Of yeah, course, critically acclaimed and commercially successful television. Exactly. And, and you know what? I, I also, regarding singers, I don't listen much to, to female voices. I listen a lot to like male voices and um, like, like Leonard Cohen is my favorite voice. And that's kind of the opposite of what I do. So yeah. you have a good you have a good point there. <laughs> hey yo, check one two. This is Flavor Flav, and I don't disappear fast. Cause right now you are watching the Paltrow cast. Paltrow cast.